there's not a worse place to be than when you're running a dual lives. And there's not a better place to be that when, when your will is aligned with God's will, or you're trying your best to live aligned with his will every day. And you got one life you're living and, and it's mm-hmm. to, you know, to, to, to his glory. Welcome to The Champion Life with Kurt Tucker. My purpose is to love, encourage, and empower you to become the champion leader God created you to be and live what I like to call the champion life. A life of abundance, freedom, and victory where you, my friend, are winning in every area of your life. Your faith, your family, your fitness, and your finances. I'm your host, Kurt Tucker. Let's have some fun. Alrighty, everybody. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Champion Life Podcast. As you know, I'm Kurt Tucker, and today I've got an incredible guest with me. Uh, Not only is this guy an incredible man of God, husband, father, leader, author, speaker, business coach, he's also my very first mentor, my very first coach in the world of life and business that absolutely had such an incredible impact on my life about, geez, 13 years ago. So, you know, without further ado, Jay Meyer, welcome to the podcast. How you doing, my friend? Hey, Kurt, thanks, man. I'm doing, I'm doing great. And thanks for that wonderful uh, introduction, buddy. I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of the person you've become. Thank you. I, I received that, man. I received that. Well, I, I'm so excited, man, to share you, you know, with my audience over this past year, I've been growing the Champion Life podcast and Champion Builders Academy. And really the mission here, Jay, is to help people live an abundant life, live a life of abundance and freedom and victory where they're winning in every single area of their life. And, you know, for so many people, and especially for us coming from an entrepreneurial background, you know, many times we're so focused on the wrong things. And that leads us down the wrong path. And you were one of those people very early on that really, when you helped me get a new vision for my life back in 2010, you helped me create the right priorities, you know, where there was God and family and business. It really shaped me up for success. So I want to talk a little bit more about that. But first, I want to I want you to kind of share your initial journey in business because there's a lot of things that you know you've had a lot of success in 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 your life and in marriage and business but it didn't start out that way so if you wouldn't mind just share a little bit of your initial kind of story with the the pharmacy and some of the other things that you went through that really set you up and laid the foundation of your faith and excellence in life yeah so i think about uh, you know, my journey, you know, it's like, where do I start? I mean, it came from a, a good family, um, but it wasn't perfect. And I, I like to think that my parents broke poverty cycles and uh, kind of introduced my brother and I to the abundance mentality, although they never talked that way. I can't even say they lived that way because they were very frugal. But um, the thing the two things they gave me was an introduction to God at a very young age. And the second was the whole, you, you got to work for whatever it is you want. And, you know, not, there's no free lunch in life because hmm. I watched both of them work very hard to support my brother and I. And, and so I took that, the second part, the God part comes later, but that first part about working hard, I became very passionate about the game of basketball. 
I fell in love with basketball. I mean, Kurt, I couldn't, I couldn't, there wasn't enough hours in the day for me to practice. And, and it's kind of like in my entrepreneur journey and my, in my, in my business journey, I've always been one to kind of keep stats, you know, and I, I can remember having a chart in my garage at home and keeping track of how many shots I took every day, how many I made. And, and so anyway, that journey taught me a lot about hard work, discipline, dedication. And uh, I ended up being able to play at the college level. But I also had this dual track going on in my life. And it started like early high school where I liked alcohol. Okay. Um, first time I ever drank, uh, I got drunk. I mean, it was it was one of these deals where my dad said, hey, it was, it was New Year's Eve. I think I was a freshman in high school. I was at home and dad says, hey, there's um, some Genesee cream ale in the fridge. If you want one to bring in a new year, feel free. Well, the, it was an eight pack. I drank the whole eight pack. It was like that was the beginning of this other track of my life. So I go to college, meet my wife, love of my life, have a good college career, get a degree in pharmacy. And uh Went to work in my hometown corner drug store uh, for a guy by the name of Tom Hagen. And Kurt, uh, I was like immediately bored, it, it, you know, and I look back on that and and, and, I, and I know why is because I had this entrepreneur spirit, just to, nothing against the pharmacist that stands behind the counter all day and, and packs the meds and gives us counseling. I mean, that's fantastic. We need that. But but I started seeing potential for this pharmacy and the partners all the same thing. But I had this other track going on with with the drinking and, and Lori, my wife at that, you know, we, we married in 82. She asked me to stop drinking. And so um, long story short, I started to take the edge off. I started stealing drugs from the pharmacies that I worked at. And I say pharmacies because I, I worked a lot. I, I really valued making money back then. And and um, so next thing I know, I get addicted to opiates and barbiturates and speed. And that's like late 1982. And so from 82 to 87, I call those that my lost weekend. John Lennon talks about his lost weekend. It was like that was my lost weekend. It was a period of my life. And it, it, in that process, my our first son is born and Jason, just fantastic. Our second son uh, is born and he's uh, developmentally disabled. He's got all kinds of problems and fighting for his life. And we're spending a lot of time at hospitals and doctors. And and so at that point, I'm addicted and I'm I'm getting more addicted because I'm taking the pain away from from that situation. Now, the, the whole time I'm working. OK, and I, I'm, I'm doing the pharmacy thing. I got the entrepreneur spirit. We're growing a little bit. We're we're we're, we're uh, moving into the nursing home industry. Well, it all comes to a head when Tom Hagen, the guy that owned the pharmacy, figured out that that I was stealing drugs. And mm -hmm. that was January 15th of 1987. It was on my wife's birthday. Um, both a low point and a high point in my life. Low point being, I couldn't believe the person I had become because Kurt, you know, you think about that five year span, a lot of things happened that I'm not very mm -hmm. proud of. And and I couldn't believe the person I had become. And and the high point being that was the beginning of my new journey. If that doesn't happen to me, you never we never run into Subway, Kurt. Yeah. You never seek me as a mentor. Uh, I'm, I'm 
probably I don't even know if I'm alive if you follow me. Yeah. So so anyway, I I get help and I had put God on hold at that point. More from a standpoint that when 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 our second son was born, I thought he was punishing me. I didn't think I knew he was punishing me from the life I was living. And I got I got ticked at him, you know, sure. uh, turned my back totally. Well, then I go to treatment. And my eyes start opening, my ears start opening, my heart starts opening. And I and, and people are if they hear it once, I heard it a dozen times that. Your sobriety is based upon your spiritual, um, the state of your spiritual being. And it's like sobriety is contingent upon your spiritual being. Sobriety is contingent. So it's like, all right, you know, I started praying to God. And then um, at some point in the journey, uh, I started feeling confident that, you know, I I could stay sober. And uh, I started attending a Bible study with uh, a guy in Covington. He was my barber and he was really well-versed in Jesus. And that was like in the late nineties, you know, so now I'm about 10 years sober. And I started finally to understand Jesus and what he did for us. And not so much as what he did for us, but what he does for us every day. And, and while that was going on, Kurt, as I'm growing stronger in my faith, the business is taken off. Because every morning, man, I'm turning it over to him. Every night, I'm turning it over to him. At that point, it wasn't as much Jesus as it was God, you know. But that today, we know it's it's God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus. It's all the same thing. And and the blessing started rolling. The business took off. Um, and I look back on that now. It's like, yeah. I mean, you know, when you're turning it over to God, that's what happens. Yeah. Lori, Lori and I were tithing. Uh, we were well, well beyond tithing. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, maybe in the beginning we were, uh, cause we had such a rough stretch. It's almost like, okay, we're going to tithe just to get life off our back. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but it's no longer I'm, I'm giving, waiting on the blessings to return. You just tithe man. And, 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 and the, the formula is in the Bible mm-hmm. and things are, um, picking up the business is doing well. We're able to sell it. Uh, my first partner and I, Oh, by the way, the guy that, that I was stealing all the drugs from took me back, gave me a second chance. Wow. Ended up making me his partner. And then we sold and I had new partners and he ended up working for me. Now, if that isn't a God story, wow. you know what I mean? Yeah. You you can't, you can't map out these stories that God creates just from being obedient. So anyway, we take the pharmacy. We have a lot of success. And of course my kids are, growing up and and they, they have a passion for basketball and we got our special guy jordy we're able to sell the pharmacy again and like in 2006 and that's when i started thinking about my next okay you know at that point kurt i am 47 years old and it's like you know i still got some gas in the tank what am i going to do next and i started thinking about kind of like what you talked about about what you're passionate about. And I just kind of wrote down, what are my passions? I really like to coach. I mean, enjoy coaching my kids sports. But when we were growing that pharmacy exponentially, I was doing leadership training for everybody in the pharmacy. Every other month or once a month, we'd have uh, these leadership training uh, meetings. 
because I believe everyone is responsible for leading their own lives. And, mm -hmm. and it was like, you know, I don't care. You can lead from wherever you're sitting in the pharmacy. But when you take on leadership traits, you just become a more effective person, a more effective human being. So I started doing that and I really got a kick out of that. It's like so just seeing people uh, like like you said earlier about being a, in abundance versus scarcity. What can I do versus what can I do because of this, this, this and this? So so in 2010, I decided to retire. And I immediately I get certified as a life coach and also find I have a passion for strategic planning. Um, started, I had already been a member out at Aileron uh, when it opened in 07. So, you know, they asked me to start teaching courses and coaching people out there. And, you know, now um, this journey has taken me, me to where I'm working primarily with nonprofits. I call them for purpose organizations, the nonprofits that are really, you know, they aren't making a lot of money, but they're making a big dent in the world. Mm. Um, so anyway, and, and, you know, we can talk about some of the other uh, pieces of this journey, but that's the, the beginning and the end. And I'll tell you what, Kurt, there's not a better place to be. There's not a worse place to be than when you're running dual lives and there's not a better place to be that when when your will is aligned with god's will or you're trying your best to live aligned with his will every day and you got one life you're living and and it's mm -hmm. to, you know to, to to his glory so man that's there's so much in that jay you know of of life that's covered and me knowing your story and you know and one of the things that i think about is I'm I'm so grateful for 2010. I'm so I'm so grateful that you decided to retire, as you like to say, you know, from you know the pharmacy world a little bit and just put on a new set of tires and go into the coaching world and go into what I remember you always saying that you know to to help people with their God dreams, you know, and 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 that was where I was at at that stage in my life in 2010. You know, coming off of bankruptcy and you know sex addiction and drugs and overuse of alcohol and all these different things and i just knew and i was i was in the church i was reading the word right i was trying to plug myself in but there was just something about having like a a, a mentor and a game plan that was just a game changer you know for me and that was one of the things that you really allowed me to see was that hey faith has to be the foundation of everything because I was leading a dual life, you know, 100%. You know, I can remember going in and, and serving at the church and leading a fitness ministry because at that time I was in the fitness business, owning and operating a training business. And I would go on Sunday nights and lead about 25 or 30 guys in a workout and then go home and smoke a joint, you know, and, <laughs> and you know what I mean? It was like, yep. It, yep. You know, and I was trying to do the right thing. And I think sure. there's so many of you who might be listening to this podcast right now where you're like, man, I can identify like this is me. Like I'm really trying to do things right in, in my business or my career professionally in my marriage. But there's these things that just are robbing my peace. Uh, you know, maybe it is alcohol. Maybe it is drugs. Maybe it is sex. Maybe it is, you know, whatever. Uh, when it comes to faith, Jay, you know, just to elaborate, because I want to talk, uh, you know, when it comes to faith, like before embarking on a new goal, a new dream, a new thing, 
why do you feel like that just has to be the foundation of everything? That's that's a really good question. In fact, um, I think it was maybe a month ago while I was doing my morning devotion, I, you know, I journal every day and, and I, it just kind of came to me because Kurt, Kurt, um, at the end of the day, nobody beats father time. I'm in my fourth quarter. Okay. But I I'm going to work till my last breath trying to do what I do to make the world a little bit better. So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I'm in my fourth quarter. What am I going to focus on? And and I I drew this pyramid. It had um, one, two, three, four layers to it. And the bottom layer, I wrote faith. Okay. So that's a foundation. And the second layer was fitness. It's like, okay, you know, it starts with your faith, starts trusting in, in him for everything you do, but you've got to be mentally and physically fit mm. to carry out the work. And you know that I'm preaching to the choir here. So and then the, the next layer, and this goes with your F's. I know you use the F's when you coach, but but the next layer is family. OK, and then you got to prioritize the family. It starts with the wife. Right. Yep. And then like with us, with our special guy, Jordy, it's Jordy, Dennis, my kids, grandkids, daughter-in-law. Um, but but the tip of that and this is where it kind of changed for me, Kurt from the other times I've mapped out, you know, what I feel like are the key parts of life. I wrote fulfillment. Hmm. And, and then next to that, I wrote making sure I'm fulfilling God's purpose for me. Hmm, that's because good. Because fulfillment from the flesh side can mean many things. You know what I mean? It can be uh, things, shiny objects, money, which, you know, the Lord doesn't look down upon any of that as long as we're using it for the right reasons. But it's like, I really want to become in tune and aligned with fulfilling his purpose for me so that, um, you know, and that's kind of where my prayer started going. But you're right. It starts on that foundation of faith. Mm. And I think when, when we're when we're in our faith, when we when we start and continue and include God in on everything then it's going to naturally we're going to lean towards doing things that not only are fulfilling to us, but they're fulfilling for him. And which mm -hmm. I'm excited about, you know, this, this uh, part of your journey that you're embarking on uh, because and you, I believe it's God's work. Whenever you're, whenever you're helping human beings get better and you're making them stronger in their faith, you can't go wrong. Yeah, man. Well, that I love that perspective, Jay, you know, because you really taught me that, you know, like I, I remember for so many years where I had all my priorities upside down. Right. And heard it said success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure, you know, that none of us want to climb the ladder to look up and figure out that we're we're on the wrong wall. We're on the wrong right. path. We're going in the wrong direction. And uh, and like you said, you know, that can happen so fast. Five years can go by so fast. And you look up one day and say, what happened here? I don't like who I am, you know, right. Yeah. And, and I believe that the, the moment that we decide to let Christ into our heart and we begin to start following his plan versus our plan, his will, his spirit versus our flesh, it's like, boom, things just begin, you know, to change, man. Um, you had mentioned journaling, you know, you are uh, definitely, you know, a person that has 
encourage me to journal. I remember the first day I walked into your office, I was inspired, but also overwhelmed by the amount of journals that were in your office. And, and you know, because sometimes it's, it's like, man, I'm so far behind, right? Like sometimes we can, we can, you know, psych ourselves out, we can overwhelm ourselves because we compare, you know, ourselves to where somebody else's journey is 20 years ahead of us, you know? So I want to talk a a little bit about, you know, your habits and rituals that you've kind of lived by over the years that have yielded results. I know journaling, I I tell you what, I'm sitting here and I think if you're on YouTube, you can see behind me, maybe my journals. I Uh, I, I started on September 16th, Jay, uh, 2023, a month ago, uh, journal number 40. So this is my my 40th journal, man, over the last 13 years, um, that pretty much every day of my life, I've, I've rose to, to be with the Lord and to put, you know, what the spirit is laying on me, what I'm studying in the word, you know, all those different things into a journal, along with so many magic moments, so many key business meetings, so many different things I've put in this journal over the years. So, you know, for you, what, what, what would you say are maybe the top two or three habits and rituals that you have just non-negotiable lived by on a, on a daily, weekly basis that you feel like has yielded a lot of fruit in your life. It's devotion to him. And I've got this, this routine, you know, I, I pop open my journal, uh, pop open the, the Bible. And I've got, I usually have a, a devotional that I'm following. My current one this past year has been there's a Bible for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And and every day it's like these uh, devotions that are focused on coaches. And I, and I, you know, I feel like I am a coach. And um, so so, you know, I, I write um, some highlights from the previous day. Sometimes I'll I'll put pictures of maybe an event or somewhere we were with the grandkids or at the Bengals game or whatever, just kind of a reminder when you go back, you know, that's what I did. Sure. Um, I try not to journal about bad stuff. Okay. Yep. I try to make it the, the highlights of my previous day, the highlights of what's going to happen that day. Every now and then, though, man, I think it's good to journal when you're frustrated and just kind of start writing. Just so I do that. And then um, from the Bible devotional, I have an acronym and it's WIN, W-I-N, and I added an S to it. And the W is the word for that day. And so I write the scripture verse down. And then I go to the Bible and I read before that verse, after that verse, make sure I get it in full context. And then I is an inventory, a personal inventory of where am I with this word? Mm. You know, how how am I uh, comparing to to what it says uh, should be going on? And then the N is for next steps. Okay, so we always have room for improvement. So I put down some next steps and I added an S. Uh, for make it a, a plural wins. Um, so I follow it up with a scripture that I have memorized. And it's kind of my scripture of the season. For the longest time, I was writing um, down Psalm 71, 18. Do not abandon me, O Lord, um, because I'm growing old. Let me proclaim your power to this new generation, your miracles to those who follow. You know, it's kind of a... Um, 
inspiring me to not just slow down and, you know, I want to pass it on to you, Kurt, and I want you to pass it on to the next generation. And then I also write, uh, I've been focusing on 1 Timothy 6.6, 6, uh, but godliness with contentment is great gain. You know, so I just write those every day um, because I'm not perfect. You you said something earlier, and I, and I and I just pictured this. You said, you know, you had that men's group. You went back. You smoked a joint. Well, if you think about when Jesus came, who did the angels go to? They went to the shepherds, and today's shepherds would have been out there smoking joints, drinking beer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he'll he'll come to us. It doesn't matter where we are. Hmm. in this journey um and he'll help us he, he will help us deal with all that that old baggage so so anyway that's my my spiritual ritual and then i pray kurt i i've got a, a standard prayer uh that i that i pray to god and then i have a list of people i pray for and uh some other scripture verses that just kind of and then um i work out Every morning, you know, I try to get 60 to 90 minutes in. You know, I've, I've been doing triathlons for a number of years. So I'm yep. either swimming, biking, or running, doing resistance training. Um, and another ritual, uh, I really enjoy listening to podcasts, you know, just having good stuff going in my head. Because when I go back to that pyramid of fitness, I believe so many people today are unfit mentally because of the crap they're putting in their head. Or the mm -hmm. stuff they're they're letting their eyes be exposed to, just from social media, the news. Um, it's it, and I can say it, you know, I'm I'm going to be 65 years old. I've seen it all, but um, evil has infiltrated me media, and that's why it's important to have podcasts like you're doing, the podcast I do, to to make a dent in that because because the devil's just any chance he can get. Uh, to get us, um, it's like uh, Zig Ziglar once talked about the acronym SNIOP. You ever hear that one? Ah. Sensitive to the negative input of other people. And he'd say, hmm. you don't be a SNIOP. And there's so yeah. many people that's just sensitive to what everybody says. Well, that's human nature. But today, you have the ability to get bombarded with that crap. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, spiritually, physically mentally i read every day too kurt so you know, i'm taking care of the three key areas of my life and that's those are non-negotiables for me hmm. i love that i love that and obviously you know like you were saying earlier you know you're you really taught me because most of the times people will say hey faith is kind of that that core number one right and then many times people will go right to family and I've I've kind of gotten a little backlash from time to time where people are like, hey, I, I love your book. I love your podcast. I love this. Um, but, you know, I, I'm just kind of I don't understand, you know, why you put fitness in front of, you know, family. And my my response is always listen, you know, all leadership comes down to self-leadership. And if I'm the leader of my home, of my wife, of my kids, of my businesses, and I'm not my very best every single day. I am letting down those who are most important to me. So it is imperative that that I, it's probably one of the most unselfish things that yep. you can do is 
put yourself first and give yourself what I like to call that hour of power where you're doing exactly the things that you just, you know, talked about, right? You know, it's like you you literally, I feel like, and, and I love how I asked you the question and you and you responded with those things because those, in my opinion, are non-negotiables. Like, it's just, you know, that's going to set you up to be your very best every single day, Jay, right? Yeah. And, and you know, uh, there are some days that I have recovery days, okay? So, like, maybe the physical part, I'm not hitting as hard, but I still go on a walk. Hmm. You know, I still get the cardiovascular up. I still go, because that, that the, the, the physical part helps me mentally. I mean, you know, I, I, I've had to deal with anxiety forever. And, mm. you know, I, I know what I need to do to keep it in check. Sure. And, and, uh, the fitness part is huge for me. Gotcha. That's awesome, man. So, well, let me, let me ask you this question. When you think of the word champion, because I know you're huge on leadership. So you mentioned your podcast, which is called the higher leading podcast. You're, you're very big on leadership you know, right? You're very big on some of the things we've already talked about. And when I think of leadership, that was, that's so foundational of being a champion in life, right? Because it's like, you know, I always say there's two definitions of the word champion. The first is to rise above the rest. And most of us who are athletes from the past, that's the goal, right? Like, why do we compete? Like we, we want to win. We want to become a champion. And then as you switch gears in life, you kind of realize eventually you can't play sports for forever. You know, once, you know, there's the, there's the pinnacle, right. And it's like, well, now where do I go from here with these lessons that I've learned as an athlete? And it's like, it's all about paying it forward. It's all about helping somebody else go next level, be a defender of purpose for somebody else reaching their goals and dreams. Exactly what you've done for me. And now I feel so blessed to be doing with others. When you think of that word champion, Jay, what comes to your mind? How would you define that, you know, when you think of that particular word? Well, it's a really good question because what came to my mind was be a champion for Christ. Yes. You know, how, how can my life, how can what I'm doing be a champion for Christ? And it, there's there's a couple of ways of looking at this. And you know, I wrote a book, gosh, 11 years ago, I think it was called In Search of Peace, P-E-A-C-E. I had this peace acronym where it would it would be easy for me. What I what I said back then when I came up with that is the most successful people, uh, the P is they, they have a purpose with a plan. Uh, they not just have dreams, but 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 they're focused and successful people, i.e. champions. Uh, put forth effort. That's the E in the peace acronym. They're not afraid to work, not afraid to put in the time. Uh, uh, successful people, i.e. champions, have what I call effective attitudes, okay? That their attitudes, um, whether it be attitudes of gratitude or attitudes that I can do this or an attitude that just because I have a setback doesn't mean I'm a failure, that they're able to, to mentally uh, work through. Champions, uh, have have great people around them in the community. The C stands for community. Mm. And uh, I also think the champions are not just great at helping others, but they're also teachable. They're helpable. You know, I always say you got to be helpful and helpable. Uh, and, and that comes down to surround yourself with the right people. And I and I 
always make sure people know that the community includes the the people you listen to on podcasts, the books yes. you read. Uh, th- those are like my mentors. Um, and but but what made me think of this, Kurt, was the f- the fifth letter is another E, and that stands for energy. So mm-hmm. we have to eat right, sleep right, exercise right, put the right stuff in our head because we can have the greatest plan in the world, work our tails off, have an unbelievable attitude, have these great people around us, and, but we drop dead when we're 50 years old because we aren't taking care of ourselves, you know? That's so good. it's like that that's so important. But but I, I took that acronym, Kurt, and I, I, I made a five-pointed star. If you picture a five-point star, and I started down and just wrote P-E-A-C-E on each of the five points, there's a middle part, and that's the key, man. That's where the champions are. That's where the successful people are born, and that middle part's the truth. I always draw a T in there for truth, and that's the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so, so if we're if we're pulling on the Holy Spirit to help us with our purpose, to help us with our dream and our plan, to help us with our effort, to help us with our attitude, to help us get along with the people in our community around us, to help us do the things we need to do to, to have energy, then to me, I always say, you know, that that person is going to be successful. That person is going to be a champion. There's a scripture verse that that I used to call this the stairway to success. And it's in the uh, first book of Peter, first chapter, verses five through seven. And, and and you kind of picture this stairway where where he's talking about it all starts with faith. And and then with faith comes like goodness. Uh, just do the next right thing. And then the next step is knowledge. Okay, so not just doing the next right thing to, to what you think's right, but now you're in the word. You're mm-hmm. becoming spiritually aware of of what yeah okay i can delineate right from wrong yeah that's that that's that's what i'm going to do and then the next per, part is is around self control and, and it i can read the verse to you but i just kind of picture this uh, stair step where um self control was having this alert discipline because um i i don't know about you but that's where i battle addictions and all that is having the ability to say no yeah, you know, this, this is not Christ-like. This is not being a champion for Christ. Um, and then the the next one is uh, perseverance, where uh, life's not fair, crap's going to happen, you know, and, and things, challenges arise, and and being able to persevere through that, knowing that God's, He's on the mountains with us, He's in the valleys with us, He's He's always there. Uh, but then then the the big step he talks about, he uses the word godliness. And godliness is having like this reverent awareness of God. And I, I researched that one time and I found a definition that works for me. It's living a life that's pleasing to God. Hmm. OK, so if I'm a champion for Christ, what I'm doing is pleasing to him. Doesn't matter what it is I'm doing, but it's 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 pleasing him. And then the next two steps, I think, are, you know, icing on the cake, brotherly love, which is kind of like, you know, you and I loving each other. We're friends. Uh, we have like interest. Um, but the last step is like this agape love where mm-hmm. we love and give grace and mercy to those we really don't want to. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So it's like there's a stairway 
the champions or success. Um, so, so, you know, I, I know that was a very long winded answer to, to, to what makes up a champion. Um, but it all rises and falls with your spiritual condition. That's that, that's so good. And, and I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast right now, that is so worthy of finishing and going back and rewinding for the last five minutes. Because literally, Jay, you just you just gave a playbook to peace. You just gave a playbook to being being a champion. You just you shared, you know, one of the things that you shared that I really loved is how you ended the peace acronym with energy and how important it is to do all the different things physically that we, you know, exercise, you know, eat right, all those different things. But sometimes when you're doing all the things that you think you're supposed to be doing right, but yet you're feeling wiped out, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling all these things, you know, it's because you're lacking power and it's the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I love how when you you said you you created that acronym and in the middle, you you put the Holy Spirit, you put that cross because I, I know I'm sure you've been there and I've been there where it's like, man, I, I feel like I'm doing everything right but I'm doing everything right in myself. It's all about what can Kurt do? I, I'm just going to, man, because how many of us men, especially type A entrepreneurs, like we just, we're going to grind it out. We're going to make it happen. We, we can do this. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I think that's why it's so important to have, you know, what can, how can I yield as, you know, my wife said this morning to the Holy Spirit? How can I yield to his strength his power, because it's through him that I can do all things. It's not through me, right. it's through him. Now, now we have to do the work, like you said, Jay, but at the end of the day, it's that energy that, that he gives us on a daily basis for our purpose, you know, the alignments for the assignments, all those things. So, man, I, I love that. That's, that's, that's so strong. Um, well, last question for you, man, because I know you're a super busy guy and I want to make sure uh, that that people can find you. So actually, real quick, where where before I ask you the last question, where can people find you at? Because I know you got a great podcast. I know you do some coaching stuff, nonprofit stuff. What's the best place for people to they want to hear a little bit more about Jay Meyer and what you do? What's the best place to find you? Yeah, well, actually, uh, Kurt, I have a I'm working right now on a website that would house the, my three areas, but I'm gonna have to give you three separate areas. Uh, podcast is higherleading.com, just higherleading.com. Okay. Um, my blog that I write is uh, eaglelaunch.com, eaglelaunch.com. And then uh, my business, the coaching side is is um, J Meyer Strategies, but it's just the initial J, M-E-Y-E-R, strategies.com. So, you know, those are the three areas um, yeah. that I'm focused on right we'll, now. We'll put all those in the show notes with the links. So if you guys want to check okay. out Jay's podcast, obviously he does a lot of different coaching stuff. Like you said, you're you're a lot into the nonprofit stuff right now, helping those people serve out their purpose and God mission. Um, and then, you know, I know you just, you got a lot of incredible content, man. So, uh, so here's the last question, man, because we've talked about so much, you know, stuff, man, from where you've come from, you know, your early history to the habits, to the rituals, to um, how you live your life, which, you know, many of you guys who have heard this podcast are probably hearing a lot of similarities. If you read my book, you're hearing a lot of similarities. 
because Jay is one of my original mentors. Now I've had so many, I've probably invested a couple hundred thousand dollars in coaching <laughs> business consultants and all those things. And because that's one of the things you've always taught me, Jay, is, you know, hey, man, the best investment you can make is is in yourself and to never yeah. stop learning, to continue. I love what you said just a second ago that like, hey, I can always grow. I can always get better. So what is that next level? Um, but sometimes, you know, to get to that next level, you have to resource up to sometimes to get to that next level. You have to be willing to say, hey, I I don't know it all. I, I need some help, you know, so forth of those. Songs. So when it comes to having a coach, when it has to come you know, to having a mentor, to investing in something, why do you feel that's so valuable and and how that creates breakthrough for people? Because certainly it created it for me with you. You obviously do a lot of coaching. So if a person's like watching this and they're like, man, like I, I hear so many of these things that I'm struggling with getting from thought to action, from life to change. Why do you feel that's such like a valuable, you know, thing for people to invest in? Well, uh, number one, from personal experience, when I had the pharmacy in the first time we sold, I was smart enough to know that I didn't know hardly anything. Okay. And it's like, so I invested in a coach and that coach just you know, helped me put together a strategic plan, helped me put together a vision for the organization. And it's funny, Kirk, because, you know, when he first told me what I, what he was going to charge me, I thought, wow, that's too much. You know, I look back, it was nothing you know, compared to what I got from that. And then I um, had a, a small group almost like when you talk about a mastermind group, it was a small peer group and we would meet in person uh, once a month. And that was in the early 2000s. And there was a guy in that group that for one reason or another just poured into me. And from a business standpoint, a life standpoint, he was a good Christian. And I just kind of like started sprouting, you know? Um, I, 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 and, and I, I think you, Kurt, I mean, all I did for you when, when, when I coached you is I helped you create a vision for your future. And I remember you calling me one day, you were on a treadmill and you're like, Hey man, I just want you to know, I'm reading this vision statement every morning and I'm just, you know, it's, it's starting to, it's starting to make sense to me. And it was like, like, and that was, if you remember you know, I did an initial interview with you, took all kinds of notes. And so everything in Kurt Tucker's head that he could not put a path together to see a light at the end of this tunnel. I just put it in words, said, here, start reading this, read it every day. And, okay. and, and you did. And that's the other thing, Kurt, you were teachable. I've had a lot of coaches where they'll invest money and, you know, they aren't the most, they, they, they just they don't, don't follow through. You followed through. Um, so I, I learned firsthand and I, you know, I think it's important that you surround yourself with people that of like faith, you know what I mean? You, you, that, that you gotta, you, you want to make sure that you can you know, talk openly about Jesus and you're not going to offend anybody and all, all that type of stuff. Um, but I would not be where I am today. Well, Hey, let me go back a minute. When I got in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, First thing I had to do was get a sponsor. And that sponsor, he, he saved my life because he he helped me navigate the early parts of sobriety, um, which I, I don't know what I'd done without him. 
you know, he, he like became a part of our family. Uh, so, so it's like, I knew I've always known I need, I need somebody uh, to inspire me, somebody to challenge me, uh, somebody to pat me on the back, somebody to say, what's next, somebody to say, you may not see what's next, but this is what I see as being next. And, And that's how we continue to grow. And by the way, I think I said first Peter, that's a second book of Peter. First chapter five through seven, that scripture, the stair step to champion success. So anyway, I hope that answered awesome. your question. No, that's awesome. And, you know, I'm, I may go back and find that vision statement and put it, you know, in the notes, you know, if you're OK with that, because. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The life that I live today is that vision. It is. Know? It's amazing, <laughs> man. But 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 kudos to you. You took action. Hmm. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you so much, man. Well, thank you so much for your time. I know you're super busy. I've been looking forward to this particular episode for months. And uh, so, uh, man, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful for you. I want to encourage you guys to check out Jay's stuff, um, rewind back through and watch that part where he talks about Second Peter, uh, because that is so powerful. That is a proven pathway. And uh, Jay, man, I just love you. Thank you so much for for uh, for jumping on here with me today, man. Love you too, brother. Appreciate awesome. appreciate you, and I, I I love watching what you're doing. Awesome, man. Well, guys, thank you so much for for tuning in today with us. I want to encourage you to check out Jay. I want to encourage you to continue to think about the vision that God has for you, because I can tell you it's bigger than you could ever think, hope, or imagine. And if you're in a spot right now where some of the things that Jay talked about today on the episode, I want to encourage you to understand it's okay, but to not just stay there, to not stay put, but desire to go to that next level, begin to implement some of the things that Jay talked about today on the podcast. And if you feel like you need help, please reach out to Jay, reach out to myself. We would love to help you go to that next level and live your champion life. So thank you so much. Tune into the next episode and we'll talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to the Champion Life Podcast. I hope that you learned a thing or two that can help you create the champion life that you desire and that God has for you. Now, before you go, I have one ask. If this episode resonated with you in any way, I want to hear about it please shoot me a personal message on Facebook at Kurt Tucker or Instagram at Kurt D. Tucker. Stay tuned for the next episode, my friend. And as always, keep growing and keep going.